Oh, uh, waiter. Yes, sir? I'll have the veal cutlet, garden peas, a tossed green salad, and a bottle of cold Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yes, sir. Finest beer served anywhere. Enjoy the life of Riley with Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. Whenever you take a taste of it, you give it a hearty cheer. Again and again and again and again, this Pabst Blue Ribbon you'll buy. Again and again and again and again, your taste will tell you why. So enjoy the life of Riley with Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. With Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. Pabst Blue Ribbon, finest beer served anywhere. Proudly presents The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley. Saturday is the best day of the week for Chester A. Riley, at least theoretically. He only works half the day and has a long, free afternoon which he can then spend with his family. All week long, he looks forward to it. And so, every Saturday afternoon around 1 o'clock, you'll see an eager, smiling, somewhat breathless Riley bounding up the steps of 1313 Blueview Terrace, flinging open the door and shouting happily, Okay, folks, strike up the band. Riley's home. Hiya, Peg. Hello, dear. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Yes, I've got my knitting club this afternoon. Oh, I left your lunch in the oven. Now, all you have to do is heat it up, and if I'm not home by 5 o'clock, start peeling the potatoes for dinner. Yeah, but Peg, I thought... Hey, Mom, did you see my sweater? Well, hello, Junior. Hi, Pop. Goodbye now. Where where are you going? The movies. Yeah, but I... Mother, could you let me have a dollar? Well, hello, Babsy. Hello, Daddy. Here, I'll give my little girl a dollar. Oh, thanks, Daddy. (laughs) Bye now. Wait a minute. Don't nobody make a move. But, Pop, Stay where you are. What's going on here, anyway? It's a fine way to act. I can hardly wait for Saturday afternoon to come along so as I can see my family for a change. I open the door and three of you are out before I can even shut it. But, Daddy... You ought to have a little more consideration, Babs. Junior, I don't mind so much. I bump into him in the bathroom a couple of times a week. (laughs) And your mother, well, well, I see her. After all, we room together. (laughs) But you, I don't see you all week long. At night when I'm home, you're downtown in the library studying. You say... When I come home Saturday, the one chance I get to talk to you and all you ever say to me is, goodbye now, goodbye now. What's the matter? Am I so boring to talk to? Am I so stupid? Am I such a dope? Don't any of you dare answer that. Uh, I'm sorry, Daddy, but Helene Midwell's having the gang over. We're going to watch the football game on our television set. No, why, why don't you have the gang over here? This place? And what's wrong with this place? Well, well, nothing, only... Well, this place is so small. Oh, fine thing. You hear that, Peg? She's ashamed of this house. I worked hard all my life so I could have a decent home. Who did I do it for? For you? For me? No, for our kids, so they can entertain their friends. And believe me, it hurts to hear your own daughter say she's ashamed of her home. She likes Helene's home better. I'm not ashamed of it, but it's just ridiculous to compare our house with Helene's. Why, she's got a music room that's twice the size of our living room. So maybe we ain't got a music room, but if you want music, you've got everything you need right here in this room. There's nothing wrong with that piano. It's got a perfect tone. You see, Daddy, that's what I mean. Oh, I'm ashamed of that old thing myself. Well, it ain't my fault. Your old man gave it to us for a wedding present. (laughs) Maybe it ain't exactly the latest model, but that's no reason a girl should never stay in her own house. Lately, you're always over at that Helene Bidwell's. How come you're so chummy with her all of a sudden? You're always saying you can't stand her. Well, I'm, I'm not mad about her. Yeah, but... She doesn't go there to see Elaine. 
She goes there to see her boyfriend. Shut up, Junior. What? 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 What's this about a boyfriend? What? His name's Richard Franklin, and she's crazy about him. But he won't give her a tumble. You mind your own business. Daddy, you've got to do something about Junior. He's just impossible. Always listening to my phone conversations. Sneaky little spy. Junior, I've told you a thousand times there's nothing lower than a spy. What else do you know about this fellow, Junior? <laughs> well, he's kind oh, of a... Oh, he's just a boy I met at school. Yeah, well, how old is he? What kind of a family does he come from? What does his father do? Well, he's about 20. Uh -huh. His father's in the television business, RCA Victor... My goodness, I don't see why I have to go through a third degree every time I meet a boy. Oh, Riley, stop pestering her, will you? I got a right to know what kind of boy she's seeing. Why don't you bring him around, introduce him to your family some Saturday afternoon instead of going to Helene Bidwell's? Daddy, you don't understand. Dick likes to watch the football games on television, and Helene has a wonderful set. Well, you can still bring him here and entertain him for a couple of hours. But what'll we do? What do you mean, what'll you do? When I was courting your mother, we didn't have no television. And you can do the same thing that we did. <laughs> Never mind, I'm getting a television. Now, wait, Riley. But we can't afford a television set. Now, look, Peg, I don't want my little girl to be ashamed of bringing her boyfriends in the house. I'm not ashamed, Daddy. Only... But, Riley, where will we get the money? Ah, oh, don't you worry, I'll figure out something. Babs, you invite this here Richard over for next Saturday, and we'll have a television here that'll knock his eye out. Oh, Daddy, you're wonderful. But I got one condition. I expect to see more of you from now on. I want you should treat me with a little respect and want to be with me. Oh, Daddy, don't be silly. We love to be with you. Right. Sure, Pop. You're okay with us. You'll be seeing plenty of us. Oh, maybe we have neglected you, dear, but we still love you. And from now on, you won't be able to get rid of us. Right, kids? That's right. You'll bet. Well, well, that's the way I like my well, family. Well, goodbye now. Goodbye oh, wait now. A minute. Wait goodbye now. He says, hey, come back. You can't go. We... Trapped. <laughs> Oh, Riley, I'm glad you're home. Huh? Wait till I tell you. Huh? I was out this afternoon. There was nobody home except Junior. And some company delivered a television set here. Oh, they did? And what a set. Come on in here and take a look at it. Uh, uh. Oh, boy, it covers the whole wall. You like it, huh? Well, who wouldn't like it? That model cost $2,300. Imagine delivering a set like that by mistake. That's no mistake. What? Oh, I told you I was getting a television, didn't I? Well, yes, but I, I figured a set for around $200. But this one, how can we pay for it? Who's paying for it? What are you talking about? Well, I, I went in to get a cheap set, and then I saw this one, and the sign said you can have it for a free 10-day trial. If you don't like it, you give it back. And I guarantee after 10 days, much as we love it, we ain't gonna like it. You mean they, they gave it to you just like that? Well, no, they, they asked what work I do, of course. So I told them I'm an associate of Carl Stevenson of Stevenson Aircraft. Associate? <laughs> but you didn't tell them associate means a $60 a week riveter. They probably think what that you're... What they the... think is none of my business. If I happen to have the face of an executive... Oh. Well, all right, maybe I haven't got the face, but I got the stomach of one. 
Well, what possessed you to do a crazy thing like this? For Babs? You want her to be ashamed to bring friends in the house? This boy's coming here Saturday. You want him to be impressed, don't you? You want him to think all Bev's parents can afford is a cheap television like all the other crumbs? Well, I, I don't like to pretend to be something we're not. Oh, what's the harm? Saturday he comes here, he sees we're not crumbs, and Monday we give it back and we get a set like all the other crumbs. <laughs> I, I don't like this free trial business, and I don't like to get anything unless we intend to pay for it. Oh, all right, maybe we'll pay for it. Oh, Twenty-three hundred dollars. Well, why not? Uh, on time. Say, uh, say a dollar a week. That's, uh, that's twenty-three hundred weeks. That's uh, six hundred months. That's fifty years. Uh, well, the way I figure it, if Junior gets married at the age of thirteen, his grandchildren can make the last payment. <laughs> What do you want, Riley? Hey, come on into the house. I want to show you something. I seen it. I seen it. It's a beauty, ain't it? How do you come off getting an expensive television like that? Hey, <laughs> what's the matter? You jealous, Gillis? Something fishy somewhere. We make the same salary. We're both in hock to the same people. But all I can afford is a cheesy $199 table model. The screen is so small, in a baseball game, all you can see is stomachs running around without heads or legs. <laughs> and I can't even keep up the payments on that. So what I demand to know is how an ordinary riveter like you can afford that there set. Maybe I ain't always going to be an ordinary riveter. Maybe I'll be getting into a new line soon. Oh, yeah? Like what? Like, uh, television? Oh, fat chance. You ain't no puppet, even with that wooden head. <laughs> I mean the business end of the business. There happens to be a young fella that's just crazy about my babs, and maybe they'll be getting hitched one of these days after she's out of college. And his old man is connected with the biggest television outfit in the country, RCA Victor. Oh, yeah? What is he, janitor? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, for your information, his father happens to be, uh, uh, he's, uh... What, 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 what? He's president, that's what. President? Yeah, president of RCA Victor. Oh, you give me a big pain. I'm going in the house. <laughs> what a jerky, believe me. <laughs> You beat that honeybee? Some guys have all the luck. Are you sure? Sure. I tell you, this kid's... This kid's old man is the president of RCA Victor. Riley's too dumb to make up a thing like that. That's probably how he got that expensive set. Sure, that's it. Got it for nothing. And that Peg Riley didn't say a word about this. It's just like her. I guess we're not good enough for her now. Well, I'm going to phone her right now. Hello? Hello, Peg. This is Honeybee. Congratulations, Peggy, darling. Well, what for? He's quite a catch. Who is? Oh, you know who I mean. Babs' boyfriend. Huh? We're certainly moving up in the world, aren't we? What, what are you talking about, Honeybee? Oh, it's no use trying to pretend with me, Peg. Everybody knows his father's the president of RCA Victor. <laughs> Tell me. Tell you what? About Richard. Well, after all, dear, it isn't every day you entertain the son of the president of RCA, Victor. Oh, Richard? But didn't you know? I know. No, he never talked much about his family. 
Are you sure, sure, Mother? Who told you? Honey, be Gillis. Oh, that woman knows everything. Oh, wait till Daddy hears. Will he be surprised? Hiya, girls. And uh, who's, uh, who's going to surprise who? Daddy, guess what? what? Do you know who Richard is? What Richard? Richard Franklin, the boy who's coming here Saturday. Oh, yeah, what about him? Oh, nothing much. Only his father happens to be president of RCA, Victor. President? His father president? Really? He really is, really? Yes, Daddy, everybody knows. What a lucky guess. I said father knows best. <laughs> you see, Peg, that was a pretty shrewd move when I got that expensive model from his father's company yet. Boy, that'll really impress him. I ain't so dumb, huh, Peg? You know, boys like that don't marry into families that are just nobody. Oh, Daddy, don't talk like that. I've only known Richard two weeks. I'm not even thinking of marriage. Well, don't worry. I am. <laughs> Mother Richard. Mother, this is Richard Franklin. How do you do, Mrs. Riley? Uh, how do you do? And my father? Oh, glad to know you, son. Put her there. Glad to know you, sir. <laughs> well, the game should be starting soon. Say, that's quite a set you've got there, Mr. Riley. RCA Victor, Berkshire model. Nothing but the best. That's my motto. Of course, that set comes kind of pretty high. I, it ain't everybody that can afford it. No, that's <laughs> true, but it's worth the money. That set'll last you a lifetime. With some people, yes. But uh, I'm funny that way. I'll, I'll probably get tired of it after... Uh, Ten days. <laughs> I always say... Uh, Riley. The man who's afraid to spend... Riley. What? Uh, the game will be starting soon, and we've got to be going. Well, we're not going anyplace. Riley. Uh, well, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so long, Richard. we got to go in the kitchen. <laughs> well, see you later. <laughs> goodbye. Yeah, goodbye. Well, Babs, let's pull down the shades. Oh, no, you don't. I don't care if your father Daddy. is... Daddy. Oh, for the television. Oh, <laughs> well, go right ahead. <laughs> Someone on the phone for you. Yeah, okay, Junior. Well, see you later. Now, answer that phone. Hmm? Oh, yes. And when you're through, don't butt in on Babs. You come on in the kitchen. Yeah, okay, I will, Peg. Now, see that you do. Yes, all right, I will, yeah. yeah. Hello. Hello, Mr. Riley. Yeah, I'm speaking. This is Mr. Jenkins of the credit department of RCA Victor. Oh, yeah, yes, that's working fine. Best buy I ever made. I'm sorry, Mr. Riley. We can't let you have that set. We'll have to take it back. Well, now, wait a minute. You can't do that. I still got nine days. You obtained that set under false pretenses, Mr. Riley. Who says? I gave you references. Yes, we checked your references. Uh, well? That set costs $2,300. Your salary is only 60 a week. Is that right? Well, yeah. Well, who's going to pay for it? My son's grandchildren. I mean... <laughs> Now, wait a minute. I'm sorry. We'll have to take that set back. Yeah, well, well, well okay. You call for it Monday. No, huh? that set must be back in the store today. Oh, well, okay. Six o'clock. We close at five. We've got to have it before that. Well, no, you can't do that. The game isn't over. Sorry. Now, wait a minute. No, wait. I'll make a deal with you. Pick it up Sunday. Sunday's huh? a holiday. Well, I'll stay open for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. We've got to have that set immediately. You're mean. <laughs> You look sick. Oh, this is terrible. What'll Babs say? And your mother, right in front of Richard. Riley, who was that on the phone? Huh? Oh, nothing, nothing. I can't face it. Where are you going, Pop? I, I have to go out, Junior. Where? I don't know. Well, when do you come back? I don't know, but I can't stay here. I'm going. Well, what'll I tell Mom? Tell her that I meant everything for the best, and, and I love her, and, and in case I don't come back, 
I leave everything in her name, <laughs> including the television set. <laughs> Pabst Blue Ribbon will bring you the second act of The Life of Riley in just a moment. This is a blue ribbon country. Wherever you go, east, west, north, or south, you'll find Americans enjoying the good things of life. Yes, living the life of Riley with Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. In Chicago's Loop District, the bookkeeper, homeward bound, spots a Pabst Blue Ribbon sign in a friendly tavern window and treats himself to a tall, foaming glass of the finest beer served anywhere. In Denver, Colorado, a traveling salesman picks up his hotel phone, calls room service, and orders a bottle of Pabst Blue Ribbon. In the deep leather chairs of a Fifth Avenue club, two elderly businessmen relax over a game of chess and a couple of cold bottles of their favorite Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yes, this is a Blue Ribbon country. And whether you're a great movie star like Gary Cooper or a great general like Hap Arnold or, well, just a guy named Joe, you can live the life of Riley with Pabst Blue Ribbon. Finest beer served anywhere. Your taste will tell you why. You hear it everywhere. Finest beer served anywhere. Thirty-three fine brews blended into one great beer. And now back to the life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley with Paula Winslow and John Brown. For the last half hour, Riley has been wandering aimlessly through the streets in a driving rain. I've got to get away from the house. As far as possible. The sooner the better. No. No, it ain't right running away like this. Only a coward runs away. I'm going back. I'm going to face the music. I ain't yellow. I'm turning around. I ain't yellow. There's something wrong. My feet won't move. <laughs> They're yellow. I'd better keep going. They've probably come for the set by now. Oh, it'll be awful. Poor Peg and Babs. She'll be so ashamed. What? Hey, watch where you're going, bud. Well, I didn't see your truck. I'm... Uh, pretty wet out there. Yeah. Want a lift? Well, yeah, thanks. Hop in. Oh, thanks. I'm not going very far. Oh, well, that's okay. I'll go as far as you go. Hey, wake up, bud. Hmm? Well, oh. This is oh. as far as we go. Oh, oh, thanks. Come on, Joe. This is the place. Let's where, go. Where are we? 1313 Blueview Terrace. Uh, you live here? Nah, got to pick up a television set here. A guy called Riley. Oh, that deadbeat. <laughs> what a revolting development this is. <laughs> Now, step aside, Riley, and let us out of this kitchen. Yeah, but give me one more hour, just one hour, please. I got my orders, Riley. That set goes out now. Come on, Joe. It must be in the living room. Now, wait. You don't understand. My daughter's in there with her boyfriend. It'll be awful. He... Gee, I'm sorry, Riley. Oh, all right, then, just give me two minutes. I'll try to get him out of the house so she won't be embarrassed. Just two minutes. Well, okay. Make it snappy. And no tricks. No, I'll be right back. Thanks. Oh, hi. Oh, Daddy, you're just in time. Look. What a game this is, ladies and gentlemen, that Pabst Blue Ribbon is bringing you. Football history is being made here this afternoon. 
Johnson of UCLA just made a spectacular 98-yard run. And now it's UCLA's ball on Washington State's one-yard line with the score still nothing to nothing. And only 20 seconds of play left in the first half. Now watch this next play carefully. There's the ball. And... What a dull game. Let's go for a walk. Oh, hey. And Johnson is over. Something wrong, Ryan? No, no. Are you sure you wouldn't care for a walk? Oh, huh? Not during the game. Oh, Daddy, you'll never be sorry you got this set, even if it did cost a fortune. Well, easy come, easy go. Oh. What's the matter? Oh, nothing. Dear? Excuse me a minute. Well, Riley, I can't get him out. It's only half time. Wait till it's over, please. We, we got to get that set back before the store closes. Come on, Joe. No. I won't let you. You'll get that set over my dead body. I hope I'm in time for the kickoff. <laughs> Digger, it's you. Yes, it is I indeed. Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> Just dropped in to catch the game on your television. You're out of luck, mister. We're taking that set out. How come, Riley? Don't you own it? Well, no, I just got it on a 10-day trial. What an odd way to do business. Nobody ever takes my merchandise on a 10-day trial. <laughs> We're strictly cash and carry. Come on, Riley. Out of the way. Can't you wait another hour? It's such a little favor. Listen, Riley, I got my orders. As long as that set ain't paid for, out it goes. Oh, uh, Digger, you talk to him. Sorry, please. Riley. It's the same in my business. Our motto is, better dig it up or we'll dig you up. Oh, but they can't take it now. Babs is entertaining her boyfriend in there. Oh, my, this is embarrassing. I'm sure under the circumstances you gentlemen will wait an hour. Nothing doing. Now, see here, my man. Riley, tell this big stiff to get out of the way. Don't you dare talk about me that way or I'll lay you out. <laughs> and then we'll see who's the big stiff. Come on, let's get that set, Joe. I won't let you. You'll have to fight me first. Okay, if we have to fight you, we'll fight you. But that set's going to be in the back of my truck in three minutes flat. Better keep a civil tongue in your head, my man, or you'll be in the back of my truck in two minutes. <laughs> flat. I had enough of this. Come on, Joe. You'll be sorry. You... Oh, you... Ronnie, aren't you coming in? The second half will be starting in just... Oh, who are these men? We've come to take back that television set, ma'am. Take it back? Oh. Chester Riley, I told no, but you. That set's no good, so they're taking it back. It, it don't work right, you see. Oh, uh, what are you talking about? Well, you just saw UCLA make that touchdown, and it came in perfectly clear. Yeah, well, 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 that's the trouble. On everybody else's set, Washington State made the touchdown. <laughs> Excuse me, lady. We're taking that set. Yeah. Uh, well, you'll be sorry. You don't know who's in there. The son of the president of your company. You'll be fired. You'll see. Excuse us, folks. Sorry, we'll have to take that. Say, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Well, I... Uh, surprised, huh? You wouldn't believe me, huh? Richard, fire him. Uh... We just came to take that set back. Oh, no. Oh, Daddy, you can't do that. Uh, you hear? You can't do that. Huh? You paid for the set, didn't you, Mr. Riley? <laughs> they can do it. But I just wanted them to wait until the game's over for your sake. Well, I think they'll be willing to wait, won't you? Well, seeing it's you. Okay, son. Thanks, Dad. Uh, wise guy, huh? You find out you can't push around the son of... The son of Dad. <laughs> yeah, that's my boy. You're his... He's... <laughs> Holy smoke. Here I've been going nuts trying to impress him and his old man turns out to be you. Yeah, ain't that a killer? 
my boy said he had a date with a girl whose father was loaded. And it turns out to be you. <laughs> yeah, I'm loaded, all right. Only it ain't my pocket, it's my head. <laughs> Riley's will be back with us in just a moment. You'll appreciate Pabst Blue Ribbon's compact new Handy Six carton. It contains six regular-sized cans of Pabst Blue Ribbon, and it's fitted with a clever little handle that makes it a cinch to carry. Get the Handy Six tomorrow morning and live the life of Riley this weekend with Pabst Blue Ribbon. Finest beer served anywhere. Your taste will tell you why. do a thing like this again? So help me, okay, Riley. I'll... Okay, Peg, okay. That's enough. Everything turned out okay. We all had a good laugh over it. Anyway, I don't see why you're blaming me. Well, who should I blame? Well, it's, it's really Babs's fault. She had no business spreading the rumor that Richard is the son of She's the president. She's not to blame. I told her. And where did you get the information? Honeybee told me. Well, who told her? Gillis. Well, where did he get it? If I ever lay my hands on the guy who told Gillis... <laughs> it's a losing fight. Folks, this is Jimmy Wallington reminding you that four out of ten families in community chest areas benefit directly from one or more red feather services which help solve individual and family problems and give young Americans a better start on the road to health and good citizenship. Let's all give to our community chest now. Remember, love costs money. Thank you. Say, Riley, would you help me make a test? Well, sure. Okay, Mr. Wellington. Now, here are three glasses of beer. Yeah. Now, I want you to taste the beer in glass number one, mm -hmm. then taste the beer in glass number two, uh -huh. and then in number three. Oh, well, I'm going to like this. <laughs> oh, that's very good. Mmm, <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Now, now what do I do? Tell me which beer you like the best. Well, they, they all taste delicious to me. I... I can't tell any difference. <laughs> Gee, Mr. Wellington, I hope I didn't spoil your test. No, no, you didn't. That's exactly what I hoped you'd say. You see, these three glasses all contained Pabst Blue Ribbon. I had three bottles flown by air. Number one from New York City, number two from Miami, number three from San Francisco. I just wanted to prove that wherever you buy it, east, west, north, or south, Pabst Blue Ribbon is always the same. The finest beer served anywhere. Your taste will tell you why. Enjoy the life of Riley with Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. Whenever you take a taste of it, you give it a hearty cheer. Again and again and again and again, it's Pabst Blue Ribbon you'll buy. Again and again and again and again, your taste will tell you why. So enjoy the life of Riley with Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. With Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. <laughs> 
Pabst Blue Ribbon invites you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley, starring William Bendix as Riley. Tonight's script is by Reuben Shipp and Alan Lipscomb. Music is by Jerry Fielding. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger Odell is John Brown. Babs is Barbara Eiler. Junior is Alan Reed, Jr. Consult your local paper for the correct time for The Life of Riley show on television over NBC every week. Produced by Irving Brecker by arrangement with Universal International Pictures. Now releasing Sword in the Desert, starring Dana Andrews and Marta Torrin. The Life of Riley is brought to you by the Pabst Brewing Company of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Newark, New Jersey, and Peoria, Illinois. And sent your way with the best wishes of Pabst Blue Ribbon dealers from coast to coast. Jimmy Wallington speaking. Next, it's the Jimmy Durante Show on NBC.